following message is not for people who have not been through anything in life. This message is for people that have experienced this thing we call life. Whatever you're up against, whatever you're going through, this is only a test. All of us this morning are either coming out of a test, headed towards a test, or we're being tested right now. But the good news is, it's only a test. Life is hard. See, it's hard when, when you are 49 years old, been working on a job for 17 years, and they come in and tell you, you're finished and give you one week severance pay. And you got to start all over again. It's hard when you are married and raising children and your children are crawling and your husband dies unexpectedly. It's hard handling just the tragedies of life. It's hard when you're working on something and, and you put everything you have in it and it doesn't work out, you lose your money and other people's money. It's hard. It was rough when I lost my job and I could not find a job. It was humiliating and embarrassing, borrowing money, and then I couldn't pay the money back when I told them I would. That's rough. How people look at you, how they respond to you. It's very hard. It's humiliating. Here's what I discovered that happens to you in life, that you will go through things and while you're going through them, you can't understand why it's happening to you. But after you go through it, you get back and you look at it and you say, oh, now I understand why I needed that lesson. Have it ever happened to you? Raise your hand. Has it ever happened to you that, that I, did, I couldn't understand it then? But after I got through it, then I saw that that was preparing me for bigger and better things. As you go through the challenges of life and you look at it and embrace whatever comes to you, don't run from it. Step toward it. Don't try and duck it like most people do. See, most people want it easy. See, easy come, easy what? Easy go. See, but when you go at what you're going to deal with and you deal with the difficulties of it, when you handle those hard things close at hand, making those hard decisions right now that you don't want to make, learning those things that you don't like to do, but you know that in order for you to get where you want to go, this is one of the hoops that you have to flip through. And I'm saying to you, whatever you got to do, do it. Because if you don't, life is going to whoop you until you surrender and say, okay, all right, all right, all right, all right. I cooperate. Okay, I learned. Okay. It had to wear me out a long time. So if it's hard, then do it hard. Now, how do you hang in there during the hard, difficult times? Lest you must have faith. You've got to believe in yourself. You've got to believe in your abilities. You've got to believe in your service, your company, your ideas, unquestionably. You've got to have faith, and that faith gives you patience. That is not going to happen as quickly as you want it to happen. A lot of things are going to happen that will catch you off guard. And so therefore, you've got to deal with and handle it as it comes. And not only that, 
But that faith and patience drives you into action. You've got to keep moving and keep plugging away. In the Far East, they have something that's called the Chinese bamboo tree. The Chinese bamboo tree takes five years to grow. They have to water and fertilize the ground where it is every day. And it doesn't break through the ground until the fifth year. But once it breaks through the ground, within five weeks, it grows 90 feet tall. Now the question is, does it grow 90 feet tall in five weeks or five years? The answer is obvious. It grows 90 feet tall in five years. Because at any time, had that person stopped watering and nurturing and fertilizing that dream, that bamboo tree would have died in the ground. And I can see people coming out talking to a guy out there watering and fertilizing the ground that's not showing anything. Hey, what you doing? You've been out here a long time, man. And the conversation in the neighborhood is, you growing a Chinese bamboo tree, is that right? Yeah, that's right. Well, um, even Ray Charles and Stephen Wonder can see ain't nothing showing. You know that's how people are gonna do you? So how long have you been working on this? How long have you been working on your dream? It's good. And you have nothing to show. This is all you've got to show. People are gonna do that to you. And some people, ladies and gentlemen, they stop. Because they don't see instant results. It doesn't happen quickly. They stop. Oh no, 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 no. You gotta keep on watering your dream. And when it began to happen, they stop laughing. They said, look. Whoa, look, look here, it's, look, look up. Hey man, you know, I know you can do it. Look here, you got a job here? <laughs> see, t during those hard times, we didn't know how you're gonna make payroll during those times when you fell and, and, and things didn't work out. They were, they were nowhere to be found. But you know what I discovered? When you're working at your dream, somebody said, the harder the battle, the sweeter the victory. Oh, it's sweet to you. It's good to you. Why? See, when, you, when it's hard and there's a struggle, see, what you become in the process is more important than the dream. That's far more important. The kind of person you become, the character that you build, the courage that you develop, the faith that you're manifesting. Oh, it's, it's something that you get up in the morning, you look yourself in the mirror, you're a different kind of person. You walk with a different kind of spirit. People know that you know what life is, that you have embraced life. You knew it was hard, but you did it hard. If you're new to the Impact Secret Podcast show, welcome to the family, to my existing family. Big up, as always. Thank you for joining. On this podcast show, we shift the mindset through inspiration, motivation, with a standing foundation of self-discipline. I am your respectful host, E.D. For all you smart and intelligent folks out there, look, that just simply means it. Now, pull up to the dinner table. I got some stories to tell. You know the motto, the slogan here. Bet on yourself. You won't win unless you get in the game 
in play the quote that we're living by for the decade for now and until we find something that can top this but i don't think we can you never know how strong you are until being strong is the only choice you have bob marley execution on disciplines and habits creates freedom one question two thought-provoking statements first question What if you had to start over all again? Let's repeat that. What if you had to start over all over again? First thought provoking statement, exam day. Exam day. Second thought provoking statement, self-diagnosis, self-diagnosis. Family, I don't know about you, but let me tell you what we entitled this show today. Keep watering the dream, outlasting the old you. Again, keep watering the dream, outlasting the old you. Let's jump into today's episode. There I was, five years into an organization, very excited, happy, felt like I found a home you see, previous to this, when I first moved down to Dallas-Fort Worth, I was jumping from sales job to sales job and to sales job. I've sold everything that I possibly could or attempted to, let's put it that way. So in this opportunity, I felt at home. Well, five years into the journey, the conversation came and said, hey, we are moving in a different direction. Well, that translates to me as, thank you for your services. You have a great day. Until next time. At that point, I felt devastated. I felt lost. I felt, why me? How did this happen to me? I did everything that was required and I went above and beyond. I worked on the clock, off the clock, in between the clock, and wherever the clock went, I went to show my dedication, my accountability, and my consistency. I, trans I, I transitioned from that opportunity and as anyone else, start applying for additional opportunities. I come across a great opportunity. I, well, I shouldn't say I came across it. A recruiter reached out to me and said, hey, we have this amazing opportunity. This is the first time I'm introduced to contract work. The recruiter said, hey, this opportunity is going to be probably anywhere from six to eight months. And with this opportunity being six to eight months, the end goal here is to bring you on as a contractor with uh, with you being converted into a full-time employee. So if you don't know anything about contract work, family, when you go in to do contract work, basically you do not receive benefits from that organization. Uh, you re will receive your benefits, meaning your health care, from the company that is, uh, that is actually doing the, has your contract. So 
again, I went in excited. I was very, you know, motivated saying, you know, okay, whatever happened at that previous opportunity, that is what it is. I mean, it did take, I will be honest, you know, two or three days. Okay, let's be real. It took four days to really get over that because I was lost. I was distraught. I couldn't believe that life just smacked me in the face that way. I wasn't prepared, nor was I ready to move on, but I knew I had to move on. So as I'm in this new opportunity with the expectation of I'm going to give my all just like I did at the other organization, and then I will be able to transition into a full time role. Well, three months into the role, or I should say the opportunity, I get a call. The call is from the recruiter and said, hey, I just want to give you the heads up. I just got a call about one of my resources uh, that I also have out at that organization and they were just laid off. And I don't I didn't hear anything about you, but I want you to pay attention. Well, in the meantime, in between time, while I was working there, something didn't feel right anyway. So I started working on myself as far as building up my educational realm of understanding project management, becoming a better, you know, um, improving my my soft as well as my hard skills um, while I was there because I was like, something is just not right here, but maybe I am overthinking it. Maybe I'm just looking too deep into it because of what happened to me at the previous organization. And I'm trying to carry over excessive baggage in which I need to let go. You know, the model, when you ride an airplane, you can only carry one carry on at a time. And that carry on has a certain limit and a certain size, meaning you can't put that carry on. If you're unable to put that carry on either over the top of you in the bin, uh, in the I call it the bin. I don't know what you call it or under the seat. Then that carry on must be checked in as luggage. Well, you know, if you have to check that in, then that is an additional charge. So I was going into the opportunity with a mindset of I need to let that go. That was a mistake, family. And we'll come back to that later. But what I understood was, is that I am going coming in here with a clear mind and I want to come in here and just win. Well, the recruiter was probably giving me the heads up to let me know I really was next, but that person didn't have the courage to tell me that. So uh, the manager pulls me to the side and says, hey, can I talk with you in a minute? Do you mind we walk down here to the to the conference room? See, I've been in these type of meetings before where you get blind sighted. So you get blindsided because you never seen it coming. You never you never checked your rear view mirror to see who was in your blind side. So that's why you become blind sighted. So I walk into the actual conference room and there is a group of people from everywhere, from HR to uh, the hiring managers, manager and his manager. And I'm like, what is going on here? And see what it was, family, it was that. They were just having people come in and out. Long story short, family, they had to let me go because of whatever the reasons was financially, and they were laying off a ton of people. At that point, I was excited and disappointed at the same time. See, I was I was excited because I was like, 
I no longer have to make this hour and a half commute to this job one way. Plus, I was excited because I this was the first time where even though I was blindsided, I was still driving with a windshield mentality. I'll say that again. Even though I was blindsided, I was driving with a windshield mentality, meaning that I was still working on myself. I was still doing the required things that I know I had to do because of what happened to me before. I said I will never let that happen again and that I wasn't doing something parallel to where I was working at. And I wasn't, you know, when you start understanding business family, you don't get you you start becoming less emotionally attached to the situation because you understand it's business. It's not that they don't like you as a person or you were just a horrible worker or anything of that. This is business. And when it comes to business, business has a bottom line. And if the bottom line is not profitable, well, we need to cut resources. And any when when it comes to cutting resources, the first resource that you look at or resources, I should say, you look at is your contract work because you want to save the jobs of the individuals that are hired into the organization, which, again, makes a lot of sense. But see, reason why this was an emotional time where I should say that it was a frustrating time because it was the same time around Christmas at the same couple days before Christmas, as well as that time for me is a very challenging moment because on the 28th of December is when I had lost my mother. And I was like, I don't care how many years have passed. It still have. I still have those memories. So at that point, family, after they they gave me the speech and of or course of saying it's not you, it's just again the bottom line. Which hey, I respect it from you even uh, sitting me down and telling me that because you could have just told the recruiter and the recruiter before I went into the next uh, the next day they could have called me and said hey, uh, they decided to lay off a whole bunch of contractors. So and you were part of that group. Or whatever, but the mental side of this family, the si- the self diagnosis of this part of 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 saying of going into a victim mode of saying this is me, this is my fault, this has happened to me, this has to be I'm doing something wrong. I'm not do- maybe I'm not performing right. Maybe I'm not doing. And you go into all of these maybes and 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 what if I would have done it this way and what if I would have done it that way. And eventually, I had to say. I have to let it go because if I don't let it go, then I am continually on a escalator that is going up and I'm coming down the other way continuously without going really anywhere. It's sort of like really in a sense of you are driving with the GPS not on trying to go to a destination that you're unfamiliar with and you're just going around in circles. I like that there. And that's family how I was feeling. I was feeling I was feeling guilty. I was feeling frustrated because I kept blaming myself. See, there's nothing wrong with taking accountability. There's nothing wrong with being someone that wants to be committed to something. But there comes a time in your life, family, that you can't you can't carry that blame for something. If you did everything that the organization asked of you and more and you know you have and they articulated that you have, you have to be able to accept what this is and now 
position yourself to pivot. See, that's why I pose the question, if you had to start over again, what would you do? If you had to go start over again and go learn a new micro skill or had to start over again to learn a new career, if you had to start over again because a situation happened in your family where it used to be a two parent, now it's a one parent home, what would you do? See, life to me is really an exam day. Because I know many times, even just taking exams, I get the anxiety of if I'm going to pass or not. I get the anxiety of if I'm answering the question correctly. I get anxiety of believing all the work that I have done to get me to the point where I felt that I was prepared enough to take this exam. And I'm questioning, was I even prepared? Am I prepared enough? You have to get to a point, family, where you say, I've done the work. I've been doing the work and I have to understand that I must continue to move forward. Yes, I know this situation didn't work out. Yes, I know they said that, that, you know, they had to go in a different direction. Yes, I know that that person walked out. Yes, I know it's not fair, but you still got to get back up. See, life puts a lot of pressures on you that are unfair. See, why I say it's unfair because life tells you you need to under, you need to know what you want out of life by the time you get out of college. Well, matter of fact, you even need to know what you want to do when you go to college. And you think about it. If you if you really look at it, family, how many people that have college degrees are really in the field that they went to school for? See, we get sucked into what the perspective is instead of what the introspective is. Mm. See, the perspective is, is this is who you're supposed to be. This the perspective is, is that, you know, when I was growing up is, is that you need to go work in a factory and work 40 to 60 hours, which, again, it was some great money. But that wasn't the only thing that you could you that was available to do. But that's where the opportunity, the money was. And when that shifted, people didn't shift with it. See, with anything, I don't care what you do. You have to be prepared for the shift. If you haven't heard that episode, family, that is fire. You need to check it out because the shifts of life will challenge you. It will it will test to see if you are exam ready. Have you prepped? for this and maybe you have it now you're in a season of trying to figure it out you're in a season trying to climb through and when you are in that season you have to understand now is the time I start planting now is the the time that I start watering the actual dream that I've either put aside or I've said you know I don't have enough time or I you know how that goes family You see, this morning, I got up at three. Now, I've been getting up at three for the past, let's say, three to four weeks. And I talk about what Andy talked about as far as the test day. Today was a huge test day for me. Because, see, family, I normally uh, 
try to make sure that I get enough hours of sleep. Even if I go to bed later, I still say, hey, well, let me take a nap or, you know, um, I'll I'll do, you know, I'll find a way to ensure that I, I get enough sleep. But this time around, I had got three hours, three hours of sleep. And when I got up, this is this is the funny thing of I wasn't I wasn't sleepy, but I was tired. See, reason why I was tired, because I'm thinking about all the work that I committed to saying that I was going to do. I was committed to looking over my goals. I was I'm committed to getting in 45 minutes of of doing some type of cardio exercise. I'm committed to ensuring that I understand what I'm going to talk about today, because as I told you, each show is literally done the day of. I, I I know I probably need to look at content batching. I know I probably should look at saying, all right, I'm going to do five to 10 episodes over the weekend, but I want it to be sort of like Subway. I wanted it to be fresh. And because it's fresh, see, I also have the opportunity to go over different videos, different audios. And, and at the same time, while I am feeding you, I am being fed because now I'm having an opportunity to be exposed to video, to content that I normally probably wouldn't look at because I probably would have clicked on one and watched it and been like, great, it was good. But now I'm being exposed to more content. And it just seems like the more I dig, the, the deeper that I dig, the more I continue to get more information that is allowing me me to apply it to life because we understand not applying knowledge does not help anyone you're just someone that can retain a lot of information so when you look at what you're going through when you look at this test this exam that you are taking you have to understand and prepare yourself that this is an exam and you are in preparation or you are preparing for what is ahead and you can't always plan for what is ahead because there's going to be questions on the exam that you may not have studied for. So what you have to do is take your best guess. And that's how life is. You have to take your best guess based on the information that you have. And from there, you have the opportunity to learn, okay, maybe that wasn't the best decision. However, now that I know that that's not going to work, now let's see if this will work. What do we talk about here? Always experimenting with life. If you choose not to experiment with life, how can you know what you like and what you don't like? You can't tell me you don't like something if you never tried it or seen it or done it. So family, today I ask you, Whatever you're going through, whatever you're you're dealing with, whatever that has ha, has made you shift your focus onto the problem instead of the solution, whatever has moved you further away from the dream, you started watering and then you dried up your well or you dried up the the source of what was water what it was providing for your dream. Pick it back up, because the only way to get rid of the old you is to move forward. See, the reason why we get stuck in our old yous is because the old you is comfortable. The old you is is okay with what is going on. You're not happy, you're frustrated, you're disappointed, but the old you sits in it instead of focusing on how do we move past it? How do we get through it? And I'm all about taking those days to vent through it.
I'm a big component of that. Don't get it twisted. I'm not going to tell you five steps to 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 get through it without first doing the proper mental venting. But once you get through that, now it's time to go get it. Now it's time to say, you know what? Enough's enough. I think there's a song, an old gospel song saying, I cried my last tear yesterday. <laughs> I like that. I like that right there. Well, family, I'm not going to keep you any longer. I promise. I just want to close with this. I want to close with whatever it is, whoever it is, whatever they told you you couldn't be, they lied to you. So won't you go and 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 <laughs> won't you go and explain to them how they lied to you? But don't explain to them by talking through it. Just show up through your actions. They'll show up. They'll start asking questions now. Like, how did you do that? Will you teach me how to do it? Because if you don't do it, family, like I said, you're just in a car driving to a destination that you have no idea of where you're going without any GPS. This has been another episode of the Impact Secret Podcast Show. I've been your respectful host, E.D. I hope this picked someone up. I hope this really made someone to sit back and evaluate, like, what do I need to do? And then after I get out what I need to do, how do I go and test to see if that works and test to see if that works and test to see if that works? It's exam day. No need to have test anxiety. You've prepared for this. You've been through worse things than this. And if you haven't, well, now you have something to look back on to say, yep, I've been through that already and I'm still here. Keep standing, family. It's your boy, ED. Until next time. Peace.